This is your corporate overlord speaking, corporate overlord Rogers from the house Rogers speaking, bringing you the first installment of whatever this is. <laughs> um, yeah, so on my uh, latest uh, hyper fixation, uh, I ran through Game of Thrones, the whole series. Um, it was exciting. Uh, I almost died when Jon Snow died. But also, it was crazy when it came back. Spoilers, I'm sorry. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was years ago. But, yeah, it got me thinking about, like, the game of life. And, like, all the bullshit that entails. And all the, the intricate parts of it, you know. One of the best things about it is that it gives us a glimpse into what philosophy is. And the study of thought helps us really do it helps us understand society helps us understand cities it helps us understand you know how things work and flow together so uh for here this first episode we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a little bit about the uh, the great leaders (laughs) the the the, uh the kings and queens of game of thrones for a little bit uh Probably going to focus more on Cersei and Daenerys. Also, if I mispronounce the name, I apologize. Uh, it is what it is. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, because the ending is really fresh in my mind. And I remember one thing that stuck with me, because uh, uh, I didn't watch it when it first came out. When the ending first, you know, on social media, there was a lot of understand. There was a thought of, like, you know, the character Cersei and Daenerys, their their endings weren't weren't true to the character. And like, that's true, that's not true, whatever. Uh everyone looks at things from their own perspective. But I do think, um, you know, me as a leftist <laughs> no, not the left. FBI, please don't murder me. Thank you. No, I I think the these leaders uh are fictional, but their their archetypes exist in our world today and i think the archetype of uh you know we're just gonna call her mother of dragons mother of dragons because i apologize and mother mother of dragons had uh evolved quite a bit because spoilers ahead just saying because it was very incredible how she burned down a city you know uh, in the way that she did because she was the the whole she was the, 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 the person, you know, sticking up for the, the slaves throughout the whole, the whole, the whole show. She was supposed to be the, the salvation and, you know, such a, a turning moment seeing her unleashed like that. But I also think that realistically, that is the only kind of enemy that Cersei could have seen. Period. That woman was going to hold on to power until her dying breath like she she just does not give up and she thinks that everyone else will also but you know as as a uh, hashtag don't kill me fbi leftist um i think sometimes us on the left with our wonderful ideologies yeah things are wonderful we kind of i I believe become really ineffective We, we lack bite we lack you know any pull through and i think that that is one of the reasons why you know that 
Mother of Dragons may have shocked us so much because we have a, a version of, you know, leftism in our mind of, you know, always doing, you know, for always doing the right thing. And here, here's the thing. I'm not, listen, disclaimer, I'm not advocating for, you know, the foolishness she did. She, you know, and also it's fake. So it's, it's, it's a perfect story for us to extrapolate meaning value. It's, it's fake. It's fake. All right. The real world is different. Just want to put that out there. But we, ha we have this version of, of, of a leftist in our heads of, you know, this, this wonderful figure who always, you know, listen to, to, you know, who always will do the, the thing that we think in our heads is good. But I think one of the values of a queen of the dragons, mother of dragons, uh, is the extent she will go to, to accomplish what, what she, what she, her goals. And we see the extent to that because, once you get that much power, once you conquer, you cannot stop conquering. Like she said to, you know, hashtag John, John Snow, you know, she only had fear realistically uh, in this new place that she was. That, that, that was, you know, she had experienced ruling before and seen the complexity of it. She knows what happens when you are not loved. And she learned from her lessons because her experiences taught her that, you see? And... It just made me think about what we think of when we think of, you know, notions. What, what, uh, the basis of what our conception of things are is tied to our upbringing, to our, you know, human psychology, to the the millions of bacteria that's in our digestive tracts and our bodies and on our skin and whatever. You know, there's so many factors that contribute to human beings behavior and thoughts and emotions you know and the terrible part about it is that we're just we're just stuck dealing with it that's that's the the complexity less that that's the the great irony of life you know someone may be having a, a mother of the dragons mood and burn down a city <laughs> See, it's not good because that's their journey but you know it does a lot more damage and you know, the rest of us are left to pick up the broken pieces or hide from the falling, burning buildings. You know, that's... Uh, this is why, you know, uh, I, I, I don't want to get into, you know... I, I don't want to get into, the, like, the, the broad overview, but I, I think this is why there is an argument to be made of truly egalitarianism. Like throughout the world, not just you know in this this country. From uh, from America here, America FBI, please don't murder me, like you did. Uh, mm. Ah, uh, like you spied on my people. Anywho, anywho, um, yeah, I think this is why we should, or at least strive for egalitarianism, because everyone's on their own bullshit journey. Everyone's on their own path of what they think to be right and the messiness of that is that sometimes that conflicts right because people have different experiences but i think we've just gotten too far of letting you know what even is extreme but extreme i mean we have to draw the line somewhere we have to draw the line somewhere you know at what is unacceptable because Ugh. And that's what, what, what you know. This is 
this is the complexity of life because you know I was gonna sit here and talk about how we need to do better as a as a you know people and be more attentive to politics and follow through and vote. And I was gonna go in the has the whole spiel and that has its place. But, you know, there's a reality to that theory, right? The reality is there are just people in power who just do things and a lot of people just do things to go along with their, 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 their you know, the, the path of least resistance is not, it, it's what keeps us safest, honestly, you know, billionaire and, and, and uh, peasant alike, you know, the path of least resistance is like hardwired into our DNA. That's, you know, we want to do the, you know, the, the the easiest thing that protects me and mine and these these entities will just do that and that's the that's the bullshit you know there's no no effort of well that's the thing you know uh, see this is this is why I, talking about things is very complex right because everything can be looked at from an infinite amount of sides and here on this little uh, earworm uh, 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 caterpillar, you know, your earphones, your car speaker actually uh, is an alien device that is set to uh, brainwash you. It is a parasite crawling your ear in your brain and taking over. Anywho, but here we like to just talk about the complexity of things and look at things from multiple angles. Um, yeah, and, and, and somehow try to find a piece of gold in this mess of life or a, you know, a needle in a pile of hay. Or in a pile of needles? No, a needle in a pile of hay. I think that's, that's yeah, a needle in a pile of hay. I think that's better, you know, but. Mm. Drink break brought to you by water. Please drink it. It's good for your soul. Also in a water crisis, but more on that later. Anywho, yeah, the character of Cersei and her psychology really interests me um, because I I think the show does a thing where they need a character to be represented a certain way so, you know, you can say, oh, that character's that, I don't know. Yes, she is very vicious. Yes, she's, you know, quite devious in her plots to kill people. But I think her personality stems from the fact that she just grew up in that household of being a Lannister. You know, she and she takes too, too far sometimes, but... I, uh, what? Ah, well, that's not true. No, I was going to say, what else could she do? But she could, <laughs> she could uh, not... Not be not be a not be all that murderous. Oh my goodness, that begs the question: Cersei versus a mother of dragons, who is a tyrant? Both of them, neither, because you know, who was a tyrant? There was a, a speech that uh, after they uh, conquered the city and like burned stuff down, she gave a speech to her people and was talking about like we will go and continue. And that was sounding mighty tyrant to me. That was a that was a, a, a the math was mathing in that in that exact moment. So who's to say? That's the thing. The people that we think are good are they? Even if they start off good, that's the thing. Start off good, you know, whatever doesn't matter. Because in this fictional fairy tale world, 
what happened happened and the people who are left gotta pick up broken pieces that's the thing all this all this you know my frustration because I want to take the path of least resistance is like you know with all these existential things coming up upon us you know climate change uh oh the yeah the economy all the the foolishness is happening right now like I feel like the the path of least resistance should be you know if we were mathing correctly that we at least try to make it a little easier on us in the future like make our future bearable but from the looks of it it seems like we just want to be living underwater it seems that we want to just be going to going to school going to work going to the park with just you know water all around you know with just fires left and right with uh these temperatures being uh too unstable to crop and or live Right, I just, that that that's the thing that we we are showing her that we want. Shit, we just wanna we just wanna live in an environment. We, we've seen kind of the effects, right? Hottest hotter temperatures, you know, people dying, you know, uh, because the ice caps are melting, the sea levels rising, and cities are flooding. <laughs> like, there are um, effects of like, but uh, but you know, climate change is actually a myth made up by the lying leftist liberal fake news democratic fake news media. If you did not know, uh, that's the propaganda of the day. Climate change is a myth made up by the lying leftist liberal fake news, democratic fake news media. Okay, you heard it here first. That's an exclusive. See, we give you uh, exclusives here. That's how it goes. I also want to point out that, you know, there are, there are themes of destiny in Game of Thrones. Because I guess that's why Jon Snow had to come back, or they just, and, you know, we have to, I feel like we have to remember that these are TV shows, so, you know, they're telling a story, but they're telling a story with a specific framework of the way the world works in mind. So, in these stories, you know, it just so happens that, at the, you know, at the end, something gasping happens, so they can keep you a cliffhanger, mysteriously happens in the story, just like, they need to get a cliffhanger and keep you back coming next week, they need certain lines to say certain things so they can have promos. Um, for the next week, they can say, oh, look, this is happening, look, 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 uh, so they can mark it, there's a, a machine built in around the, the, the dialogue, there's a machine, but so the, the way these stories go, the way they, uh, are presented already is, is designed to make us feel, uh, to make us see the world in a certain lens, right, it, it's designed to make us believe that that, that, that that's the true nature of the world, or that's a bullshit statement, but I stand by it. <laughs> you know, it just introduces the premise that that is how stories work, but they're being polluted by capitalism. Well, and, you know, needing to make a living, right? These things help us uh, explode our imagination, truly. You know, leisure things, seeing things, they help a great deal. You know, titillating dialogue helps, you know, it helps. It helps, you know, tickle our brain. It helps us, you know, think. It helps us, it inspires us, you know. And, you know, the battle scenes is, is honestly the, the the big moneymaker for Game of Thrones. Because that's, what, you know, why it was so good. Those battle scenes were really good. They had some good, they had dragons. 
They had dragons. That's another thing why they right uh, Mother Dragons burned down the city because you gonna tell me you gonna have a, a a show about dragons, and you're not gonna have the dragons go ham once. You know, it was it, they the directors and the and the the showrunner needed to uh, have a dragon just just fuck up a city. You know, they just needed to, right? And she couldn't do it in the first few cities. Oh no, damn, no, damn, did the first city. Ooh, well, never mind. Yeah. Well, I think the the show brothers must have uh, needed to show the audience about the the Mad King. Show, I guess, the the cores of that. Oh, oh, okay. I see. And so they teed up the whole Mad King <laughs> to to show us that in the end. And let's do the thing. I, I feel like Game of Thrones is one of the, those shows that's best. I mean, at least for me, it was beneficial to watch it all at once because I would have lost interest if, you know, I was come we, we, year after year. I'm like, damn, damn, yeah, yeah, still in danger. Every year, something going on. Like, damn, but you know, it was, it was hard out here for the Starks. You know, they just, oh my, left and right, up and down, and poor, like that's the thing. Rob, Rob had like a whole, you know, a whole. A King in the North plot line. It was wonderful. You know, Brand's King, Arya, you know, Sansa. What about, and, you know, but what, uh, and Jon Snow. But what about the other one? What about the, 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 he just, he just died. Like, he was with Brand, and then they separated. We didn't see that much about him. You know, where was his destiny? Like, he, he didn't get to be no half King of the North. You know, he didn't get to fight in the war. He just was there. You know. But. Hmm. Dang. Such is life. Another thing that Game of Thrones does well is talk of, is, is, is it gives a certain understanding of the kind of people we have in society. Because King Joffrey, you know, people exist like that. You know, that's how be, some people are. And that's just a, a thing that, a uh, way of life that you have to understand. Some people are Joffrey. Some people are, I forget his name, but uh, the one that killed his father for... And, and, and his, uh, oh my goodness, and his brother. Trash. Tragic. You see? This is why. This is why you can't name no one. This is why we're not naming no bastards, no lords, nothing. Because they're going to try to kill you and take over your kingdom. Right? But, wow. Another thing I find very interesting is that both the, the, the people who really played the Game of Thrones, you know, Varys and Lord... The one who owned the whorehouse in the other seasons. What, Varys? No, Varys. I said Varys. I cannot remember him. Uh, <laughs> Google it. But uh, they both died. You know, the latter, you know, he could not stop. He could not stop being on that bullshit, and the Stark saw through it. You know, he thought he was smart, and that, that's the thing. He he couldn't that that he was compulsory. He he was compulsive with his his whispers and his manipulation. You know, but uh, I mean, this thing. Varys did what he thought was his duty, or that or or is it like that? His job is to hear information and and use it. That's that's what they do. And they, you know, they had different ways of executing it. They had different versions of that, but uh, it's 
very interesting. It's a very interesting concept. Doesn't matter if they both died again. Could they have lived? Um. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Anyway, that existential little tidbit um, brought us to the conclusion of our first episode of whatever this is. You know, name slash patent slash copyright slash hashtag hashtag pending. Okay, you'll know it when you see it. Ooh, see mysterious. I mean, cause you'll it'll be listed. So anyway, um, have a wonderful day, night, evening, century, millennia, apocalypse, uh, bunker day. Bunker night, like uh, so, when the apocalypse happens, like we live in bunkers, like is it gonna be day and night? It's just gonna be like, oh, f- like oh ha, at Fortnite, we'll be in forts a uh, Fortnite. Ah, <laughs> clever, clever is what I am. Just speaking my truth. <laughs> uh, but have a good rest of your whatever you have in front or behind you, and we will uh, speak to you next time. Bye.